Blog Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host pre Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Embrace Today. I am your host, Epre Curry, and this month we are going to begin a new series. This will be a series on self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness is when we are not forgiving ourselves for something that we may have done to someone else or even that we may have done to ourselves. And oftentimes when we have done someone wrong or when we have done something wrong to ourselves, we begin to allow that to define us. We begin to allow that situation to mark us, and we begin to live by that offense that we committed rather than walking in the forgiveness that we have available to us. Um, Oftentimes we don't realize that we haven't forgiven ourselves for some things. And a lot of times I see this with a lot of parents that, didn't parent their children the way that they should have when they were growing up. And so if they have more children, then you see those parents, they're um, showing the guilt in raising these new children that they didn't show with their older children. And so today I want to discuss some things that um, will help us to be able to get over that forgiveness that we need to give ourselves. And I want to help us to understand that Christ forgives us. So if Christ forgives us, then we need to forgive ourselves for some of the things. And it's not saying that what you did was correct. It's not saying that you did it the right way. It's actually acknowledging that you messed up, you did it wrong, and you need forgiveness. But you have to forgive yourself. When you ask Christ to forgive you, you also have to forgive you because you're not going to walk in the total freedom that comes to you if you're not forgiving yourself. We have allowed different people to continue to label us by our offense that we committed, and then we're continually embracing what they're saying rather than embracing the freedom that we receive from Jesus Christ. There are some people that are still not forgiving themselves for crimes they committed, for abuse that they have done to other people. Some people have gotten pregnant out of wedlock and still have not forgiven themselves. There are some people that have dropped out of school. Still have not, they still have not forgiven themselves. There's people that have committed infidelity. There's people that have been on drugs. There's people that have given up their children. There's people that are going through these generational mistakes, things that occur generation after generation, and they have picked up on that, and they have not forgiven themselves for that. There's people that have not forgiven themselves for not walking in their purpose and not walking in their purpose in the time that they should have, and there's people that are not have not forgiven themselves for some type of betrayal that they have done against someone. There's people that have not forgiven themselves from leaving the church or leaving the presence of God. And so what I want to discuss for this month 
is I want to discuss some ways that we need that will help us to be able to forgive ourselves, some ways that will help us to realize that, number one, we haven't forgiven ourselves. And like I said earlier, a lot of times we don't realize that we haven't forgiven ourselves, but some of the characteristics that we show will display that we really haven't forgiven ourselves. And we're walking around in the guilt, and because we're guilty, we're paranoid, and we think that everyone is saying something against us or everything. everyone is doing something to offend us. But the truth is we have to get to the point of forgiving ourselves and allowing ourselves to be free and not being defined by what we committed against someone or against ourselves. And this has been so much a part of us that we don't realize that we aren't free. It, it seems to us that we're normal and we will tell ourselves that we, we, we forgive ourselves, but we're actually still walking around in bondage. We're actually still walking around holding that guilt. And when we see the other person that we offended, it gets even worse. And so we feel like we have to suck up to that person or to that uh, business or whatever the case may be. We feel like we have to suck up there or that we owe them something because we did the offense to them. But what we owe is we owe our lives to Jesus. And so since he forgave us, we need to forgive ourselves so that we can walk out our purpose, so that we can walk out the ways that he had for us to walk out. Jesus didn't die for us to be in bondage. He died for us to be free. And so when we are holding on to any unforgiveness, and the self-forgiveness is important because we really don't look at ourselves the way that we look at other people. When someone does us wrong, we are real quick to calculate it, but we don't look at ourselves and look at the offenses that we do to others or that we do to ourselves and feel like we have to forgive ourselves. But we have to be able to embrace forgiveness of Jesus in order to embrace our own forgiveness. If we don't understand forgiveness, how can we forgive ourselves? If we don't realize that we haven't forgiven ourselves, how can we do it? So this morning I'm going to come to you from Psalms 139, verses 23 through 24. And it reads, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way that is everlasting. This morning I'm going to talk to you on the topic of how to let yourself go. How do I release myself from this thing that has been holding me down year after year after year? How do I let myself go? How do I release myself from offending someone else? Well, if we look at verses 23 and 24, the first thing that we have to do is we have to get the truth. The text says, search me, O God. The first thing is we have to allow the Holy Spirit to search us. When we ask God to search us, when we ask the Lord to search us, he will give us the truth. Oftentimes we are trying to search ourselves, and we aren't going to search in those places that the Lord can search. We will only go so far, and if we feel like we're getting in too deep, then we'll stop. We have to ask the Lord to search us, and we have to ask him to show us those things that are within us. When the Lord searches us, he searches us in areas and places that we wouldn't normally search. We have to ask the Lord for a spiritual search warrant. If we can think about an episode of Cops or an episode of some type of law show that they show on TVs now, if there's something or someone that they are looking for, they will go into the destination of wherever they are and they will search high and low. They will tear the house, the business, or wherever they are looking or searching. They will tear it from the inside out. They will go in walls. They will go under floors. 
They will go in the basement, the attic. The house will be tore up, but they will come out with what they were looking for. And so we have to ask the Lord to search our hearts. We have to allow him to go in and search. And as he is searching, there will begin to be things that he is pulling out of us that we didn't know that we still had in us. But because we are trying to do it ourselves, we don't realize it. And as he is beginning to pull those different things out of us and he's showing us the different things that we've had hidden in us, then we will be allowed to know what's really in our heart and what's really in our thoughts. Sometimes we think that our actions are displaying how we really feel, but it's what's in your heart. The Lord searches the heart. In Hebrews 4, it says that nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. It also says that it ju- the word judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. So when we allow the Lord to search us, when we allow him to dig in and to really show us what we have in our heart, when we allow him to do that, it's when we will be able to let ourselves go. If we allow the Lord to search us, if we allow him to dig as deep as he can and then be open, we have to open our spiritual minds. We have to open our spiritual hearts so that we can be ready to receive and embrace the correction that we have to go through. We have to allow the Lord to take us through each and every step. We have to let him show us those offensive ways that are in us. Oftentimes we are holding on to this unforgiveness of ourselves and we're offending everybody. Every time someone says something to us, we're coming back at them with a smart comment or we're being sarcastic and we're acting like it's a joke, but it's not. And so we have to begin to forgive ourselves. We talk down on ourselves. We're so negative to ourselves. When anything that comes up about ourselves, we say that we can't do it. We aren't equipped to do it. I don't have the strength to do it. Do you know what I've been through? Do you know what I have done? But God created you for a purpose. And so we have to get to the point to where we are allowing God to search us. We have to allow him to show us our anxious thoughts, show us those things that are going on in our minds. We have so many things going on in our mind in a day-to-day life where we're in this world and we have kids and we have jobs and we have ministry and we have the wars going on. We have everything that's going on around us in this world that it blocks out the true reality of things that are in our hearts and in our minds. But we have to get to the point of asking God to show us, show me what I'm, what I'm holding on to. Am I still holding on to the parenting that I did when I was 15? I was unable to I was unable to raise kids, but I had kids, and because I, I I had kids when I wasn't supposed to or when I wasn't ready to, I was unable to parent them the way that I was supposed to. And so now I have my kids that don't respect me because I didn't show them respect. But you have to forgive yourself, number one, for not being able to do for be, not being able to parent them the way that you were supposed to. But then you also have to realize that there may be some consequences that you have to go through in order for the decisions that you made. But just because you are going through the consequences doesn't mean that you are you're not forgiven. You may have been on drugs. You may have committed a crime. You may have abused somebody. You may have walked out or walked away from your purpose. You may have left the church. You may have been creating these generational mistakes. But what God is saying here is you need to allow me to search you. 
He wants to search you so that he can show you those things that are hindering you from walking in forgiving yourself. Just because those things happen and just because you're still currently going through the consequences of those mistakes does not mean that you cannot forgive yourself. We need to go to God, allow him to search us, ask him to forgive us, and we need to turn and go in the direction that he is calling us to go in. Oftentimes we feel that because we are still going through the consequences of an action that we aren't forgiven, and that's not the case. We will reap what we sow, but at the same time, Jesus forgives us. He will forgive us, but we have to also forgive ourselves. You are not betrayal. You are not a drug addict. You are not an abuser. You are not a criminal. That's what you did. That's not who you are. So we have to get to the point to where we are becoming who God said we are. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are created in his image, and we need to be strong and courageous and walk in boldness in all that he has for us to do. We need to embrace the forgiveness that he has given us. But it's not until we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and search us, and if we can just think, if we just think of the Holy Spirit just coming into our mind, our heart, our spirit, and just flowing in and just searching each and every aspect of our being, and then just giving you the report, this is what I found, this is what I have. But then let's look at verse 24 so we can see what we need to do after that. It says, see if there is any offensive weight in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So in order to let ourselves go, we need to first get the truth, but then we need to move forward. We cannot, lead, we cannot ask the Lord to lead us in the way that is everlasting if we aren't willing to move forward. We have to seek the Lord for recovery. When we go to him and he shows us, then we have to ask him to lead us in the direction that he is calling us to, lead, to go in. After he reveals those things to us, then we have to allow him to take us through the process. And sometimes the Lord may lead you through counseling to get through the process of what you've done. And there's nothing wrong with counseling. Sometimes we want to go straight to the offender when that other person is not ready for that yet. We need to get ourselves straight. And when we go to God and when we ask God to lead us, when we ask God to direct us, he will give us the words to speak if need be. He will give us the actions to take. But when we try to put, take things into our own hands, then we'll mess it up. Because some ways may seem right to us, but it's wrong in God's eyes. And so we need to allow him to give us the direction that we need to go so that it can be a way of everlasting and not a temporary route. Our children may not be ready to talk to us yet if we've given them up. Our spouse may not be ready to talk to you yet if you've, if you've cheated in the marriage. There's consequences that go with these actions, but still we can't allow that to hinder us from walking in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to begin to pray for ourselves. We have to begin to pray for the other one that we hurt because when we hurt people, people are truly hurt. And as the offender, we may not be as hurt as they are, and we may not have gone through everything that they went through, and we may not even truly know how they feel. But it's not until you get with God and he allows you to to take you through the process that he has in order for you to reconcile that relationship with the person that you've done wrong, that we're able to get it right. 
But it first starts with you. It first starts with you. You have to forgive yourself. How can we want someone else to forgive us if we have not forgiven ourselves? But what we can't do is we can't allow that other person, if they are still in their anger, if they're still in however they're feeling, we cannot continue to let them beat us down. If that's the case in the relationship, then maybe we need to step back and just continue in prayer and allow the Lord to work that out. But what we need to do is start with us and allow the Lord to take us through the process that he has for us to go through. Jesus tells us in his word that we should forgive, and this includes forgiving ourselves. So we can't go around forgiving everyone else if we don't forgive ourselves. We haven't embraced true forgiveness, and we cannot walk in freedom. We cannot be healed. We cannot be restored if we are not forgiving ourselves for past offenses. You cannot make your decisions from your day-to-day life based off of the mistakes that you made in your past. Now, if you are looking at your mistakes as something not to do, then that's one thing. But if you are still feeling guilty and you are condemning yourself for things that you have done in the past and so you're making your day-to-day decisions based off that, that's not going to work because it's temporary. We have to get to the place to where we are making decisions that will be eternal. We are making decisions that the Lord is leading us to make, and regardless of what goes on in our life, we are standing firm on the foundation of God. We cannot continue to allow our past mistakes to haunt us. Some of us have dropped out of school, and so every time, and we're looking for a job, and every time a job comes up, we're saying, oh, I can't do that because I didn't graduate or I didn't have a degree in X, Y, and Z. I am here to tell you God as my witness. God will place you where he wants to place you. It doesn't take for you to have whatever you think you need it to have. It takes you to have him. And when you allow him to work you through, when you allow him to process you and progress you through your life, it will work every time. But it's not until we get past our past the mistakes and quit trying to fix stuff from our past and our current life today. Some of us are working on fixing items that's not even part of what God's plan is for us. But because we think that that's what we need to do, we're trying to do it, but we're wasting time. And so we need to allow the Lord to search us, to give us a clear understanding, to give us give us a clear guidance, a clear path. But we have to be receptive to that path. We have to be open to what he is showing us. And and I'm, a, I'm the God's honest truth. He may not show you what you want to see. You may not think that you're ready for what he is going to show you. But if you will submit to his Holy Spirit, if you will allow God to use you, if you will be, if you will follow the unction of the Holy Spirit and be sensitive, if we will soften our hearts and allow the Lord to show us who we really are, the Lord has a great plan for our lives. And we have to get over those things that we have done in our past and those people that want to bring up our past every time they get mad at us. And when I say past, I'm talking about something that happened this morning. That's the past. Five minutes ago was the past. Ten years ago was the past. Forgive yourself. People cannot continue. You cannot allow people to continue to abuse you with your past. Sometimes we need to separate some relationships. And it's not saying that I I don't love you, but it's saying that I love myself and I can't continue to allow you to abuse me for what I did. We have to get to the place to where we are truly loving ourselves 
when we are releasing ourselves, when we are allowing ourselves to be free in the presence of God, it's not saying that I did it and, oh, well, you're not saying that at all. What you are saying is I did this, and I'm sorry that I did it. I can't change it. It's already been done. But, Lord, can you help me? to do this the right way. I need your help. I realize that I cannot do this on my own. I submit to you this day, right now. I give it all to you, my thoughts, my actions, my words, my heart, my total being, God. I give it to you. We must begin to allow the Lord to search us and then lead us in the way that is everlasting. We have to begin to forgive ourselves. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. My husband recently went to a noble correctional facility, and he was in a group. He talked to a group of men, and then he sat in on another group that these men were having in this program. And as I listened to the recording of the second program, all I could hear was hope in these men's voices. Now, I'm not sure of the amount of time that they got, but when they talked, They were acknowledging their mistake. They were acknowledging the things that they could have done better. But the point of the program was for them to realize and come to a conclusion of what they can do better when they get out so that they won't make the same mistake. Now, that hope coming from men that were in prison inspired me. It brought tears to my eyes to see that someone that's in prison, that's locked up, that's behind bars, that's separated from their family, that separated from the outside world, it inspired me that they still had hope. They had hope that they would one day be free and that when they are free that they will be able to walk and they will be able to make wise decisions and that they will be able to be with their family and have a better lives for themselves. It inspired me to see that even though that they were locked up behind bars, They still had a sense of hope in their heart. You can hear it in their voice, and they encouraged one another. We have to get to the place to where we are speaking with hope. We are thinking with hope. We are making decisions with hope. We have to get to the place to where we are forgiving ourselves. Your testimony is needed. Your testimony is needed. Don't be embarrassed by your story. Your testimony is needed. There are people that that are walking around not forgiving themselves for the same thing that you did. So when you get to the place to where you are walking in freedom and you have forgiven yourself, your testimony is needed. People are walking around in bondage every day because they feel like they are the only ones going through a particular situation. But we have to get to the point to where we are free so that we can tell our story so that someone else can be free, and then they can tell their story, and then it will continue, and we will just walk in freedom. But it's not until we forgive ourselves. We have to stay in the word. Allow the, allow the word to just penetrate in your heart. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. 
Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So he already knows, but we're hiding it from ourselves. He knows what we're going through. But he wants you to come to him. Allow the word to search you. He's not going to pressure you. We have to make the decision. I had to make the decision to forgive myself. I couldn't walk around and continue to say the things that I was saying about myself because I was feeling uh, guilty by the the decisions that I made in my past. I had to make the decision to forgive myself. And I'm not going to lie, it felt kind of uncomfortable at first when I began to talk in the right way when I began to think in the right way, when I began to make decisions in the right way, it kind of felt uncomfortable because I had become so accustomed to walking in bondage, to thinking in bondage, to speaking in bondage, that when I was walking in freedom and healing and when I was restored, it felt weird. And it's okay, but as long as you are lined up with the word of God, Just continue to walk it out, continue to talk it out, continue to think it out, and you will walk in that freedom. It will become normal to you. It will become a part of you. It will become you. So don't allow your past to define you. You are not what you did. What you did is not who you are. You are God's child. You are created in his image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb. And so regardless of what you have done, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So don't think that what you did is any worse than what someone else did. But it's when we embrace the forgiveness of God, when we embrace that forgiveness, we can forgive ourselves. We can forgive ourselves for not walking in our purpose sooner. We can forgive ourselves for not believing God when he said he has. We can forgive ourselves for the drugs that we did. We can forgive ourselves for the infidelity. We can forgive ourselves for all the things that we have done wrong to other people when we truly embrace who God is. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity for us to hear your word, God. I ask right now, God, that you search us, O oh God, that you know our hearts and test us, God, that you may know our anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in us, Lord, then lead us into a way that is everlasting, God. I pray, God, that we embrace all that you have for us, God. I pray right now, God, that we release any unforgiveness that we have in our hearts for ourselves, God. I pray that you show us how to walk in freedom, Lord. I pray that you show us how to talk in freedom, Lord. I pray, God, that you help us to understand that we are not defined by what we did, Lord, but by by who you say we are, God. I pray, God, that you will strengthen us for this journey, God. I pray, God, that we will continue to stay focused on you and your word, God. And I pray, God, that we will release ourselves right now, God, from the bondage, those things that are holding us down, God, those thoughts that are holding us down, God. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we not be so offensive when people talk to us, God. I pray, God, that we will allow you to show us everything that is within us, Lord, and then that we will embrace the process that you have for us, God. Father, we need you and we love you, God. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name, amen. 
Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.